Hello and welcome, Bengals fans. How are we doing today? This is your host of the Sports Ethos Cincinnati Bengals podcast. My name is Josh Reeser. You can find me on Twitter at R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4. And you can find this Sports Ethos page at at Ethos Bengals. Like I said, I am part of the Sports Ethos Network, which is rapidly growing. And we are always looking for someone to come uh, cover a team. Like I always say, I'm glad I did it. I love doing this in my spare time. So uh, come join and let's talk. I'd, I'd love to have someone to talk to, you know, on a regular basis about maybe just like a weekly roundup or something or what's been going on, like in the free agency moves the past couple of days. Uh, have you guys been uh, refreshing your Twitter as much as I have? I, I feel like I've been even more glued to my phone more than, than lately, which is not good. Even when I've been going on my my daily walks, I'm still just constantly seeing if any news has broken out. But for uh, us Bengals fans, it's been kind of a lackluster couple days. Granted, it's only the the legal tampering period. Uh, It officially starts Wednesday, which is today when I'm recording. And it has been a little bit more movement. I kind of feel like maybe later on there'll be some more... uh, names dropping. I want to see some more trades. I think I think we're all kind of setting our hopes a little too high based off what happened last year's free agency slash offseason because there was a lot of movement kind of early on. But we think I think going in this year, us fans, I mean, we were kind of told what was going to go on. They, they said, even at the Combine, that they were going to focus more internally than externally this season. And we have to extend some of our like huge core players, Burrow, Higgins, Logan Wilson, Jamar Chase is coming up. Uh, they 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 did ex, ex, uh, re-sign a couple that we'll get into, but I don't think they're going to be making any big splashes this year. A lot of the big guys that they would have been in on are gone, especially on the offensive line, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. And I don't think they're going to spend a lot of money on a tight end. Um. So that said, let's talk about who they've lost the first couple days. And uh, speaking of tight end, the most recent to the to leave Cincinnati is our, our good friend Hayden Hurst, who this has been the past two years now that a tight end has gotten a big payday coming out of Cincinnati. First it was C.J. Uzoma, who got a nice chunk from uh, the Jets. And now Hurst is going to go to the Carolina Panthers along with someone else who I'll talk about next. And that, uh, you know, Hayden Hurst ran the most routes for a tight end last year. Uh, So that's a big, big piece of the offense. And it kind of maybe reinforces the thought that the Bengals are going to draft a tight end in the first round. That said, they're still going to need some type of veteran presence in the room, so they probably will sign one as well. Joining Hayden to Carolina will be safety Von Bell, he signed a three-year contract as well, uh, $22.5 million with 13 guaranteed. That's probably why he didn't come back to Cincinnati. I don't think the Bengals wanted to give that much guaranteed money to an aging player. They typically don't when it comes to someone around their age 30 season, hence Bell and Hurst. Uh, another safety. We all knew this one was coming, though. Jesse Bates, who the Bengals drafted and groomed, you know, from the beginning. He was such a playmaker for us 
but the Bengals did not want to give him the big money, so he's going to Atlanta. He signed a four-year deal worth $64 million uh, with 23 given in the first year. Uh, so he got he got some nice money. Good for Jesse. We'll miss him. And, uh, you know, with, with both Jesse and Vaughn leaving, I have alluded to this earlier that maybe... Okay, so Dax Hill is going to replace Jesse Bates. I think everyone should know that. He played a lot as a rookie, and he, he flashed some uh, pretty good potential. Sliding into the Von Bell slot, that's going to be the more tricky tricky piece. Uh, Tyson Anderson, they moved up into the fifth last year to draft him, and he's along with Dax and Ken Taylor-Britt. With the, They'll be second-year players. They all ran under the 4-3-8 in the 40-yard dash, which, uh, let's let's be honest, maybe that helps con- contain Marquez freaking Valdez-Scantling in the AUC championship game from putting up 116 yards and a touchdown on us because I, I don't know how he kept getting open behind them. Anyways, uh, so safety, another... I don't think there's any first-round targets for the Bengals at, at the safety position. Uh, and the, the free agent class, a lot of people are resigning. Jordan Poyer resigned with the Bills. Uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, there's a lot of skepticism about him going to Cincinnati because he kept retweeting a lot of things on Twitter. You know how everyone lives on Twitter these days, uh, myself included. Uh, please follow me. Uh, but anyways, so the secondary could be looking a lot different. Eli Apple still hasn't resigned. Although I'm, I'd be fine with Cheeto, Hilton, and Cam Taylor Britt as the top three. Maybe they go less of the three safety look that they would want run at times and go to more traditional four three set. With them bringing back someone else, I'll, I'll mention. But one other player that they lost is uh, running back Samaje Piran, who I was hoping they were going to resign. Uh, he's going to Denver. He's going to go play with. Sean Payton got a two-year, seven and a half million dollar deal. Good for him. I guess that was too too rich for the to, for Cincinnati, who still has Joe Mixon. I don't know what's going on in that running back room. It, we've talked about how they like to draft running backs in the second round. So if they go tight end running back, that could be that'd be a fun new addition to the offense for sure, and be very cost controlled. Something else uh, that is actually kind of nice about all these guys leaving is we are getting some uh, compensatory picks uh, back. So, you know, for for Bates, we get a third. For Vaughn, we get a fifth. We might get a fifth or a sixth for Hayden, and then we get a seventh for Samaje. Uh, we can't. We do lose those if we go out and, and sign free agents similar to the tiers that the guys leaving were. This is kind of a funky little business, but like the 49ers were awarded like 11 picks next next draft or something. That's crazy. Like you can you can either trade make that trade bait or that's a whole cheap way to rebuild the team. Not that the Niners need to, but they look like they'll be in a pretty good spot uh, as opposed to the Eagles, who have basically lost I think it was like seven starters on defense, and they lost both coordinators. So Philly could be due for some regression, but this is not a Philadelphia podcast. Anyways, so 
maybe we go in with some picks next season for the draft. They're, you know, they want to use the money this year to re-sign our guys, and then we can have not much left over, but then have draft capital to uh, to tr- try to restock. And uh, speaking of restocking, uh, we have retained three guys so far. Uh, safety Michael Thomas on a one-year deal. He's an 11-year veteran. Uh, he's basically just a special teams guy. Uh, Travion Williams, running back. Some people think maybe he'll step into the third down role. I don't see it. Uh, I guess he's got decent pass blocking chops. Injuries have plagued him. I think he was like a sixth or seventh round pick out of Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. I think he's more just another special teams guy, depth. Uh, but the big re-signing, one that I didn't see coming, was Jermaine Pratt. He, it signs fairly cheap at a three-year, $21 million deal with 10 given in the first year, so that's kind of an easy one to get out of, too, if he uh, declines his play. But that said... He was number one coverage linebacker rated by uh, PFF this season. I was not expecting that when I was looking him up. He's only 26. He's uh, he's improved every year with the Bengals. I've I've watched basically every game he's ever played with with them. Uh, at the past couple of years, you know, he's actually been a really big playmaker too. With uh, the, the interception to seal the deal against the Raiders in the wild or the either wild card divisional game a couple of years ago. Uh, stripping Kelsey on that sack and just seeing the tears in Travis Kelsey's eyes. So thank you, Jermaine. But that's a pretty good deal. He he was the one saying he wanted to get paid third down linebacker money. I don't see that as a three down linebacker deal, but I'm definitely going to take it. And like, let's look at a couple of the other linebackers that got signed the other day. The Chicago Bears signed two. Uh, they gave Tremaine Edmonds a big deal, a four-year, $72 million deal. And uh, TJ Edwards, a three-year, $20 million deal. Uh, they're both around the same age as Pratt, too. As is Bobby Okariki, who got a four-year, $40 million deal with 22 guaranteed. So I think the Bengals make out pretty good on that one. And, it, you know, it shores up the linebacker room. Gives them a lot of depth, because I still really like Akeem Davis-Gaither and Marcus Bailey as well. Uh, and they re-signed Joe Batchy, who's a, just a special teams guy as well. But I, you don't have to worry about that with the fact that uh, the, the safeties in the cornerbacks could be a whole lot different. Uh, there, there's a rumor of Juan Thornhill having breakfast in Cincinnati on a Wednesday morning. He'd be a nice addition to the safety room. But he'd step in and play the Von Belveru role and be a cheaper and younger. But something I also wanted to touch on was the fact that other AFC teams are getting better and are at least making moves, but the Bengals are staying stagnant. You know, this is kind of a devil's advocate to me saying that they need to re-sign everyone internally and not focus on free agents this season. But like the Raiders... The AFC West each offseason just seems to get better and better. They signed Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Myers. They trade away Darren Waller. So Josh McDaniels, I think, is just trying to create Patriots West Coast out there, which uh, we'll see how long he has a job. Uh, the, the 
AFC West, like I said, the Broncos, Sean Payton, he's he's in there mixing and matching all kinds of stuff. They took Samaje from us. They're dangling Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton on the trade market. And staying in the AFC West, again, the Chiefs. They made a huge deal for uh, Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle. That said, they did lose Orlando Blue or Brown. <laughs> Not Orlando Bloom. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and they're a uh, right tackle, but still, they every year, it seems like they're reshaping that offensive line, and it always works out for them. And another AFC that's going to be a contender now, the Jets. I was just watching Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Just another obstacle for the for the Bengals. AFC East is going to be real fun watching the Jets. Uh, Jets, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, I don't know. I, Bill O'Brien's her offensive coordinator. I don't know what's going to be going on over there, but that could be a fun little division to keep track of. Whoever uh, gets out of there unscathed probably wins. Like, Dolphins would have beaten the Bills if Skyler Thompson wasn't playing quarterback. I think a lot of people would agree with me on that. But yeah, you know, AFC, each offseason, people making moves, getting better. But that said, like I said earlier, not like there was a lot of big free agents to go for this season. And also, it seems like a lot of teams are waiting for the draft to happen. A few of the positions that are kind of uh, inflated, like running back, like, that's deep. Especially with the tight ends. Gusecki and Schultz still out there. It's a deep tight end class, too. People don't want to overpay for something they can get a lot younger at. But now we have to talk about the offensive line, because I said I would. I, I, am, I will hold on to my promise. Uh, and already the main ones are off the free agency board. Uh, the Chiefs, like I said, they signed Juwan Taylor. He was probably the number one. Or Mike McGlinchey, who is going to the Bears. You know, Ryan Poles is actually doing a really good job uh, restructuring that team. I, I like it. It'd be a fun, fun team to play with on Madden. Uh, like I said, the Chiefs also lost their right tackle, Andrew Wiley. He signed a three-year, $24 million. Uh, McGlinchey was five for 87 and a half with over 50 guaranteed. Jawan Taylor was four for 80. Even a former first-round tackle who's dealt with injuries signed with Tennessee. Uh, Andre Dillard got a three-year, $30 million, So it's like, Bengals, they're not trying to pay people. Uh, but speaking of Bengal, former Bengal, Riley Reef still kicking. He played the past two seasons for Chicago, and he just signed with the Patriots. So maybe the Bengals should have kept him. But now we can uh, we can look at a couple of these uh, prospects that I, I would like to see the, the Bengals go after. But the thing about drafting at 28 and, and drafting one of these tackles, like, the... The better ones, or the best, are already going to be gone. Like, if you're a good tackle, you're going to be drafted in the top 15 picks. And if you don't, then there's either some type of issue, be it medical or off the field. I don't think the Bengals are in the position to reach right now. So if someone slides, maybe. But I think 28 is a great trade-back candidate. I mean, my personal opinion is going tight end. But, it's not what I want to do. Uh, the first tackle I want to look at, though, is the uh, the giant behemoth from Ohio State, Dewan Jones. He's uh, 6'8", 350 pounds. I think he had 11-inch hands, which is crazy. 
Uh, he's a pure right tackle, which is what the Bengals really need. And, it, you know, the fact that if you could put, let's say they somehow are able to get him and Darnell Washington, having those two guys on the right side of the line is just, that's so much dude. Like, no one's going to be able to get around that. It would give Joey so much time. Uh, the PFF has him as a second-round talent, so if they could grab him in the second, that'd be great, but I think based on his size, and he tested pretty decent for a huge human being, he probably gets bumped up to the first. And something interesting, he only gave up three sacks in 26 games uh, and only 12 hurries. You know, it's not like he's going against chumps in the Big Ten. They They produce good defensive ends. So it's nice to see that someone his size doesn't get beat off the jump, because that's probably what I would think his biggest disadvantage is, is maybe slow, but not with those numbers. Uh, someone else who really impressed at the Combine was Tennessee's Darnell Wright. He's another big guy at 6'6", 335. He can play both tackle spots, so it's nice to have that um, position availability because what if Jonah's gone and next year there's another right tackle they like they could swing Darnell to the left uh, he does need a little bit of help in the balance area though uh, PFF had him originally as a third round grade but that's got to be jumping up after his combine and look at his stats in, in three years he played 36 games and only had eight sacks that's exactly what the Bengals need is a pass blocking right tackle that can like help extend plays when Joe likes to do his improv. You know, one of his greatest strengths is being able to run around and make some freaking magic happen. So having a big dude that can help run around or just kind of like push a defense, be able to be fast enough and just push a defensive end off the jump downfield, it's huge. And I have uh, been joined by my very nice little kitty cat to talk about the last prospect that I would like the Bengals to target is uh, Anton Harrison from OU. He's he's a little more slight at 6'5", 315, but with that frame you can easily put some more weight on him. Now that PFF has him as a first or second round grade, uh, he's a pass, pass protector, which I, I keep harping on this. You know, Bengals have changed from a run first to a pass first team. Thank goodness. It only took Zach two and a half years to figure it out, but he did it, baby. Uh, and so Harrison only gave up four sacks in 34 games, which I think that's the best out of the three that I talked about. Uh, Ratio-wise, not, not really big math, dude. I'm not going to try to divide things. And like Darnell Wright, he can play both tackle spots, so I think that's real big in uh, the Bengals deciding who to grab, although pure right tackle, I'm fine with the big dude. And uh, Harrison's actually been mocked a lot to the Bengals. So, if there's sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire. But, like I said before, I don't know about drafting a lineman, a lineman at 28 unless the Bengals really love him. I almost want to trade back and try to get more ammo. There's a lot of holes to fill after the first couple days. I know they have a plan. I wish I'd be a little more transparent. But that said, they did say what they were going to do. But that's going to do it today, guys. I was hoping uh, there was going to be some more news by the time I was done recording. Bengals uh, just staying pat for the time being, I guess. I'm sure as soon as I head off to work tonight, 
some big deal will go down and I won't be able to talk about it. But, like always, I appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. This is Ethos Bangles. I am Josh Reeser. That's R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4 on Twitter. And Ethos Bangles on Twitter. Part of the Sports Ethos Network. Give us a follow. Subscribe to the show, please. It'll automatically download, so I won't even have to ask you. And, uh, who day? Have a good day.